Welcome to Handwriting Secrets Revealed on TalkZone.com, the show that's all about handwriting analysis. Now, here's your host, Dave Grayson. You're at the right place. Handwriting Secrets Revealed. I'm Dave Grayson, and we're here to talk about handwriting analysis. On today's show, we're going to have an interview with Trish Tui. She's the owner of uh, a certification program that you can be certified as a handwriting analyst, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. So we have lots to cover today. Uh, Just a few things to go over about how handwriting can be used. One is through um, entrepreneurship or personal or personnel selection. Uh, If you're uh, starting a business and you're trying to figure out your strengths and your weaknesses, uh, handwriting analysis is the best way to do it. Now, what that'll do is give you a list of your strengths, which you probably have a good handle of, but it also will bring into focus your weaknesses. And that's not in a negative way, but it's an ability to maybe change yourself if you can and, and know for sure that that's a weakness. And the other plus fact about knowing your weaknesses is to, when you look for a partner or a, a worker or a helper or someone, find someone who has the skills that you're lacking. Maybe you're not persistent enough. Maybe you uh, go so far you just kind of give up, and you really want somebody who's a little more persistent. Well, uh, handwriting will show you persistent people, and, and that's very important in uh, business or entre- entrepreneurship to be able to start something and work at it and follow through and and come to a conclusion, and that's what the persistent person does. So there's a lot, a lot of ways that the entrepreneur can um, use handwriting analysis. I also saw a very clever and excellent quote in Success Magazine. It says, in selecting a candidate for a job, you should consider two issues only, capability, what the candidate can do, and personality, what the candidate is like. And of these two, personality is by far the most important. Over 87% of all people fail, not because of capability, but because of personality. And handwriting just brings out the personality uh, to the very top. So that you're really good at a good idea of others, plus yourself. You know, it's so important to really know yourself. We think we do, but we're not always uh, completely in tune. Sometimes we think we have that strong ability and we don't, we use it a little bit, but we don't use it as to the full extent that many other people do. So it's kind of lacking in us. But um, handwriting analysis will bring it to the forefront. Another great way is in um, vocational aptitudes. Let's say you're just out of college or haven't gone to college, you're in high school, you're not sure you want to go to college. Um, and you're looking for a job, but you really don't know where to look and what type of job to look for. In this uh, situation right now that we have where jobs are very difficult to get and there aren't many out there, it really helps to fine-tune your capabilities, your possibilities, and what might be the best for you. So by having a vocational handwriting analysis done, we can really zero in on specific areas. We can zero in on the uh, business area, whether it's a banker, uh, some type of business, maybe a repair of business of some sort. But we can look at the handwriting and say, yes, you're really suited for something like that. You have some of the traits that necessary. 
like determination and diplomacy. Diplomacy is so important in working with people. And if you have a business, 90% of it is customer relationship. So we can zero in on that for you. Maybe it shows out up in your handwriting that you're more mechanically inclined, that instead of having a re- owning the repair car business, you're going to be repairing the cars yourself. That's Maybe it's just plumbing, but those are great places to get a good start, make some good money, and have a job, a profession that's going to be there for many, many years. So we can look up to see if it's a mechanical aptitude that you have. Maybe it's scientific. You might want to get into the medical area or the research area. Scientific also fits very strongly with being a lawyer, to understand facts and figures and data and to keep asking additional questions, additional questions, and additional questions. Look at the ability to think an- analytically and think investigatively to be able to really find out What's at the bottom of the issue? So handwriting analysis will do that also. Maybe it's in the culture, the creative area, where you be able to um, become an artist, a writer, a speaker. Uh, Those things really shine when when a handwriting analyst looks at a handwriting. You know, they'll say right away, boy, you really have artistic talent or you have a great ability to communicate. Those things are there, and we can find them for you. So if you're not sure which direction to go, we can help you with that. Children's handwriting. Uh, Parents are always looking for ways to help their children. Teachers are also looking for ways to help the children that are in their classroom. And handwriting is a great way. Uh, The best way I feel about helping children is how they think, how they learn. Uh, Are they uh, slow learners, and, and the fact not that they're slow in learning, but it takes time. They need repetition. Some students need to hear that 2 plus 2 is 4. Maybe they need to hear it 8, 10, 12, 15 times. Well, you can spot the children that need that. Other children don't want to hear it more than once or twice. Just tell me the, tell it to me, and I'll have it down. So if you get a child that asks the same simple question for the 18th time, and you know what his handwriting is like, what his thinking skills are like, that's the way he learns. So it really helps the child to develop uh, to their betterment. Another thing is uh, personal, um, how they view themselves, their own personal feeling of themselves. Do they feel like they have a lot of talent? Do they feel like they're uh, uh, nothing? Are they able to be bullied very easily? The big thing right now is bullying, and you can see in the handwriting of someone who is adverse to that because they're kind of just a shrinking violent. They're very self-conscious. They're very insecure. They're very afraid. They're very nervous. They have a lot of fears in their handwriting. And so what we can do is discover the fears for the children, and then we can give them coping skills to deal with the the uh, fears so that they can, you know, kind of adapt to those fears and not escape them or become very resistant to them. That's usually what happens when somebody has a a big fear, they become very resistant. And so the anger starts, hostility starts, they start fighting back, or they might just escape, run off by themselves, get into uh, all kinds of mental situations of 
anorexia, just eating too much, eating too little, all those kinds of things. But we can find out what those fears are and give them a lot of coping skills. And that's what's so important in, in all our lives is our coping skill. So coping skill isn't just for children, of course, for adults also. If we do a handwriting analysis, we can find those fears and help you to uh, adapt to them so you don't become very aggressive or very angry or shouting or hostile towards someone else. You can learn to adjust yourself, and we show you ways. Graphotherapy therapy is another big situation that we've talked about before, and we will talk about more. Graphotherapy is a way of helping yourself change through your handwriting. Your handwriting is brain writing. It's, it's what's on, what comes out on the paper is what's in your brain. And so you can reverse that by changing your handwriting and adapting to the brain. Now there's several processes we go through when doing that. And there's a lot of, uh, research done and a lot of thought analysis of whether it's actually changing the brain or you adapting the brain to realize that I need to be more self-sufficient. And so I'm doing this stroke. This stroke is going to help me become self-sufficient. And is the brain beginning to decide it's self-sufficient, or is it the handwriting that's doing it? That's still kind of up in the uh, discussion field. But it does work. You know, the idea I've been around for years is positive thinking, the power of positive thinking. That's very strong. And what the handwriting does, if we analyze it and tell you things to focus on, it increases your positive attitude about yourself, and it increases the power of unleashing a certain thing. Say you want to build up your determination. You kind of start a project, you get halfway through, two-thirds of the way through, and you kind of get tired of it, or you can't deal with it anymore, and you move on to something else. Well, we can lengthen that time of determination and help you follow through on things more by changing some little things in your handwriting. And it really has shown that it works, it, it's beneficial. There are some people who can't change. Uh, you can try to get them to be more fluid so they, they think of more ideas and more thoughts flow through their brain, and sometimes you can't get there. Well, we can tell after about 20 to 30 days whether you're going to do, be able to adapt and change. There's some We're, we're sometimes so uh, locked into something that we're not going to be able to change, and that's understandable. But the other thing is you want to be careful what you change. You don't want to change a lot of things or everything at one time because that's going to upset your personality. You don't normally, unless you move out of the house, you don't rehab your whole home at the same time. You do a little bit here in this room, this, the next room, the next room, and you do it a little bit at a time. The same way in handwriting. We discuss with you what you want changed, what you want to improve on, what skills do you want. And then we look at your writing and we decide, no, that's not really good for you or that'll fit in perfectly. And then we begin to work on the change. We take one change and work on that for 20, 30 days. And then we take another one and another one. And usually with four or five changes of handwriting, we can really change your whole outlook, your whole thought pattern, your whole way of approaching things. And that can improve your life and improve yourself in, in many different ways. Another way it could be used is compatibility. Uh, if you have a husband, a wife, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a business partner, 
just, you know, casually know somebody. Maybe it's a coworker. Maybe it's your boss. You know, the best thing I ever had when I was going through college, I, I had at graduate school, I was already a handwriting analyst and I could see on the professors which professor I had to study the details very precisely or which professor I could just kind of talk in general terms on my exam and he's going to be happy. I could also tell which professor is going to read the paper and which professor is just going to skim it or have somebody else use it. So it really helps in my personal life in doing handwriting analysis. If I get a um, want to purchase something, I'll ask for a written estimate. And by doing that, I can see the person I'm dealing with. And again, that may be not the head of the company, but it's a representative of the company. And if I see deceit or lying or evasiveness in the writing, then I probably won't go with that person or I'll dig a lot deeper before I make a decision. So it helps me a great deal. It also helps with my own personal writing. I'll write something and I'll notice that I'm tired, I'm upset, I'm angry, I'm frustrated, I feel good, uh, whatever. So uh, handwriting helps me a lot. And we're going to talk about, after our break, we're going to talk to Trish Tui, and she has a, a program, a certification program called Insight, and we'll talk to her in just a few moments. This is Dave Grayson. I'll be right back. More handwriting secrets revealed on TalkZone.com. Here's Dave Grayson. Thank you, and thank you for listening. Uh, we have a uh, guest in our studio today, Trish Tui. Uh, she's a handwriting analyst. She's also a registered nurse, and uh, I'm sure that handwriting, she became a registered nurse first, and I'm sure the handwriting came in very valuable in her nursing um Career, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, first, I want to welcome you, Trish. Thank you, Dave. Uh, just a couple quick questions. How did you get into handwriting analysis? Well, I've been involved in handwriting analysis for many years. Um, somewhere in 1980s, I took an eight-week uh, handwriting course in a high school in my area, and it was taught by Shirley Urbane. Well, she made it so much fun, and it was really easy. That started my interest in handwriting analysis. Short time later, I took a beginning course, Basic 8 handwriting course through Susan Barrick. And soon after that, I took a more in-depth course to become a certified graphical analyst in 1985 through IGAS, International Graphical Analyst Society. After that, I was giving, excuse me, <clears throat> presentations, personal analysis, and was the program chairman for the study group, um, which is now in Des Plaines, Illinois. At some point, I took, we took, uh, I took several years to raise our five children, and so I didn't do a lot with the handwriting at that time. But at some point, I took Sister June Canole's correspondence course called the Insight Challenge Handwriting Analysis Course. I loved it and learned how to write effective analysis. 
I also became certified as a handwriting analysis and handwriting analyst in 2012 through the AHA, American Association of Handwriting Analysts. And I'm a member of uh, several handwriting groups. So you've have, um, you're certified by th- three groups? Uh, three yes. Groups? Certified by the um, IGAS, International Graphical Analysis Society, and through uh, AHA, American Association of Handwriting Analysts, and also through another handwriting organization called AHAF, A-H-A-F, American Handwriting Foundation Society. You you did mention a sister June. Was that a nun that taught you? Was that was it a, your sister or a nun? Oh yes, Sister June. Oh, she was so fantastic, so positive. She had been in the business at least forty years, and uh, as uh, I would take uh, two lessons at a time, and uh, there was homework to it, so I would send it in, and she would correct it with uh, very positive statements. Uh, plus, uh, with her course, she had cards to learn the individual character traits. And she also sent a uh, tape for me to listen to concerning the homework corrections. But we had a one-on-one relationship. Uh, it developed into a friendship. And eventually, we worked together. Do you know how she used her handwriting? Was it mainly with the community? Or did she have a counseling service or... How did she use the handwriting analysis? Well, she actually uh, was involved in all kinds of ways throughout the community. As a matter of fact, her name became so well-known, they would ask her. She did quite a few presentations. Uh, she would do analysis for many people one-on-one, and it kind of evolved into guiding them because she's had um, – information and knowledge on how to counsel people. But it was just a variety type of ways. Well, as you know, in the 70s and 80s and into the 90s, there were many, many handwriting analysts, but they really dropped by the wayside, mm-hmm. uh, mostly through age and passing on. Mm-hmm. But in the 70s and 80s, there were many priests and nuns that were handwriting analysts mm-hmm. because it was taught some in some seminaries and um, convents, uh in in the process of helping people with mm-hmm. religion, helping people understand themselves, so it was it's very heavily used in the uh, religious area. So, uh, well, when uh, Sister June and her friend Harriet took ten years to develop this course, and uh, she asked, she had to ask the community. And they kind of thought, they didn't think much of it, but as time went on, they realized that she was doing quite well financially and helping her order financially with doing the handwriting. There was a sister um, uh, in Milwaukee that um, does handwriting a little bit, Sister uh, Fowles, and... um, she was here in Illinois, but she isn't anymore. So there's there's a number of religious still in the, uh, the handwriting analysis area. Not necessarily all priests and nuns, but many ministers are in it also. I know there's one. There's a Richard that um, is at our meeting that's a pastor. 
and he just finds it so valuable in counseling with his uh, husbands and wives that come in with problems or with maybe with their family problems with children and things. Mm-hmm. And he just finds it so beneficial. And we have a brother from a novitiate in, um, actually right now he's stationed downtown Chicago, and he's getting certified. And he, they use it in their community a lot, the, one of the Franciscan orders. So it's, um, it's used by a lot of ministers. Well, um, there was a, a nun that was certified through June in her course. And uh, she was retired in a community. And she wanted to teach the retired sisters uh, the basics of handwriting. So, uh, yes, they they enjoy it very much. And, of course, as you know, there's a, a type of handwriting that we call nun writing. It's that handwriting that somebody would have that looks like what the nuns wrote on the blackboard, the perfect handwriting. And um, it's still the term used today, nun writing, because that's how they taught the <laughs> Palmer method on, on uh, the blackboard. Uh, do you have any specialties in um, in handwriting and how you use it and what you do with it? Yes, Dave. Uh, one of the, I've given presentations to all sorts of groups uh, for different reasons. But uh, one particular that I enjoy is giving presentations to teachers. You had talked earlier about uh, children's handwriting. Um, one of the things that uh, I, I'm what you call a cumulative writer. What that means is I make rounded M's and N's in my handwriting. When that occurs, a child takes their time in processing information. Um, years ago, I thought I was dumb because when you make pointed marks on your M's and N's at the top, it's a, a child that learns fast. They learn quicker. They raise their hand when a teacher asks a question. Well, I didn't do that. I wanted to make sure I knew the answer, and that's what students do that make rounded M's and N's. Um, I think the, uh, the students thought I was a slow learner, but that was not the case at all. The student that makes the rounds and M's and N's takes their time in processing information. They are the ones, uh, the students are the ones that ask more frequent questions to the teacher because they want to make sure they understand it. And sometimes uh, the student that takes their time is considered slower or not as intelligent, and that's not true at all. The student simply takes their time in thinking out the answer. Because of this, their retention of information is longer. I also enjoy doing vocational counselings for uh, students and adults. I had a situation, um, one of my grandchildren was dating this young girl, she asked me to read her writing. And one thing in the handwriting can help a person. This girl, I noticed, she was thinking about quitting college. And I looked at her writing. She was certainly capable of um, doing well in college. But one particular trait she had was she was crossing her T's in her middle letter area. What that means is a fear of failure. When you cross the T up f- higher from the middle letters, 
and indicates practicality. Well, I discussed with the student that you are capable of doing quite well in college. The only problem is you have a fear of learning. So, um, well, the student realized after doing her analysis that uh, she was capable of going to college, and she decided to stay in college, and I haven't heard from her since. You said one interesting thing, and that was one thing can help a person. And that's what I was saying really when I talked about graphotherapy. We don't want to change a bunch of things. And maybe in your life there's just one thing that needs to be improved. It might be determination. It might be persistence. It might be not to be such a fatalistic person. So just one thing can make a big change. Now, we can see 10, 15 things that might need to be changed in the handwriting, but uh, oftentimes, you know, just one thing will help help a person. And what I find, I'm sure you do too, is when you, you're working with a person and you tell them something and they improve it and they see how it made a difference, they just want to grab everything they can. And it's kind of at that point to hold them back. You just got to move slowly and uh, time will uh, help. Dave, help I'd like to tell you about uh, myself personally. I used to make a D with a wide loop on the top, which indicates um, very sensitive to criticism. I was known as, oh, be careful with uh, Trish because she's sensitive. Well, when I became a handwriting analyst, I decided to change that. And instead of making the loop, I made a straight line down when I made the D. It indicates dignity. I could tell within my system, number one, I mentally made the decision to stop being so sensitive. And secondly, I could feel something taken over when I received critique. I wasn't sensitive anymore. So changing that one letter, it works. Right. And that's what I said. Just being a analyst, I don't help anybody else. I help myself so often by just catching something in my Mm -hmm. writing and seeing it. And it has made a, a big difference for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got lots more to cover. Can you stay with us a little longer? Sure. Good. we got lots more to cover. You're listening to Handwriting Secrets Revealed. I'm Dave, Dave Grayson. We'll be back in just a few moments. You're listening to Handwriting Secrets Revealed on TalkZone.com with your host, Dave Grayson. And in our studio today, we have Trish Tui. We have a lot more to cover with her, but I just want to remind everybody, if you want more information about handwriting analysis, it's handwritingsecretsrevealed.com, and that'll be your lifeline to all kinds of information. A lot of free things to to get. Just click on the downloads and um, a lot of information there. So um, anyway, I'd like to get back to Trish. Trish, um, people always enjoy, enjoy stories about um, things that, has have happened to them or people they have helped or stories they've heard about different handwriting analysts. Do you have anything to convey to us? I definitely do, especially in my own personal family. Um, Our youngest boy, uh, John, was in second year high school, and he came up to me and he said, Mom, I'm really discouraged because my grades aren't as high as I'd like them to be. He was in his second year high school at the time. He was concerned that he might not be able to go to college. So, well, John is a large writer. Uh, Some people write small, 
medium, or large. When a person is a large writer, they're very aware of their environment. Now, he was studying in the dining room in our home, and a large writer is aware of things going on. So if someone was talking in the kitchen, he was aware of the conversation. So I had said to John, John, I want you to go in your room, no music, just have a quiet environment and do your homework there. He got on the honor roll. He not only ended up going to college, he also obtained a master's degree. My son is now married with a family, and he has an excellent job with a good salary. So, again, knowledge of handwriting could be profound to help people. Well, in working with youngsters and in therapy, the biggest barrier is you're talking to the youngster and telling him, well, you do this and you do that and you do this. When you use handwriting, you direct the attention to the handwriting, not to the youngster. Mm -hmm. So right away it's removed from them, and they'll buy into it because you're not attacking them. You're attacking their writing on the piece of paper. So it's it's once removed. So that's why it's so much more beneficial than strictly counseling because counseling is you're constantly – bouncing things off of the youngster. But as I said, with handwriting, you're bouncing things off the writing. So you can say, well, that means this and this. And it's sure, subconsciously it's them, but yet they're not being attacked directly. It's their handwriting. So they open up much more. And the other thing I found, I'm sure you have been working with youngsters, is once you tell them one or two things, they think you know everything. That you know what their favorite sports are, that uh, who their favorite team is, you just know everything about them. Of course, I don't ever encourage them that I don't. I let them think I do. But, see, they open up so much more because they figure I might as well say it. They know it anyway. So it really helps. And that also follows through in adults. After a few things, they'll they'll ask you a couple of questions. That's why I always, what I like is you give an analysis, and if they ask you one or two questions, you know you got them because you said something that really hit them, either they didn't know they anybody else knew, or, boy, that fits me perfectly. So they figure there's a lot more. So they'll start asking questions. And once they start asking questions, then you know that you've really done a good job. If you give an analysis and they say, okay, thank you, and walk away, either you haven't hit anything, or maybe you have and they don't want to talk about it, they're afraid, or they just don't buy into it. And, and a lot of people don't buy into handwriting analysis. That's fine. But you could really tell when you hit the nail on the head is when they start asking a question because now they want to know more about it. Well, Dave, I had a situation with one of my other children who was a girl, very pretty girl, and she was in grade school. And the boys were uh, teasing her. Well, little did she realize they liked her. But she would make comments back to them, and then they would tease her more. Well, when I read her writing... I told her all the truth of uh, so many beautiful traits about her. But it was also through the writing a way to help her um, use a different positive tactic in dealing with the boys. So I had said to her, uh, boy, when they say something to you, you really. And I said, you know, uh, what they'll do is tease you more. Bottom line, hon. The boys like you, 
And you really don't have to react at all. You could just ignore it and walk away. And that's what she did. That's great. I had not too long ago, in fact, a youngster who was in high school and uh, was getting A's and B's and everything except one class D's. And I said, do what you can to get a sample of the teacher's handwriting. And uh, eventually he did. He got the paper that was had notes, a paper he turned in, and she wrote some notes on it. And he brought it to me. And the first thing I noticed was the, what you talked about earlier, the, the D's with the big loops on it. Very sensitive, very, um, you know, you look at the, t- if you're sitting in class and, uh, you know, giving the evil eye, you're really attacking that teacher. So what I did is I just, again, you know, playing the game, but I told the youngster, when you do a paper or turn something in, just on the bottom, make a little note, I really enjoy this class, or, you know, I like the way you handle this situation, because what you're doing then is you're, Going around, making it an in run, and you're uh, helping the that person feel good about themselves, and they're going to attach that kind of to you. And his grades went up to a B. Now, I'm sure there's a little work involved also, but it's again not manipulate, but understanding the other person, and you can know how they're vulnerable and how to uh, get the best out of them. Mm-hmm. There's another situation too. Um there was a, a teacher I had as a friend, and she wanted me to teach a little bit about handwriting in four of her classes, which I did. Well, in one of the classrooms, I noticed that there was a girl in the back of the room, and you could tell that something was bothering her. So at the end of the class, I would read some of the girl's handwriting. I waited till all the students were gone, and... I looked at this girl's handwriting, and definitely I could tell that there was a problem. Now, as handwriting analysts, we are not uh, mind readers. We don't get into the future reading or occult or anything like that. It's personality assessment. And I said to the girl, "Is, is there something bothering you? And she started to cry. And it turned out that she was being physically abused in her home. Well, the teacher had been trying to approach her for a few months, but she would just uh, put the wall up. So now through this handwriting, this child was going to receive help, which is what she desperately needed. It's, there's just so many ways that um, we can help somebody. And uh, as you said, you can help yourself along the way. And it's great in working with your family and friends and uh, mm-hmm. just so many things. Now, there's a couple things I'd like to cover. We haven't got a lot of time left, but I know there's several topics you specialize in, and that's doodles and envelopes and numerals mm-hmm. and signatures. Now, we think of handwriting just as writing on a piece of paper, but youngsters, two, three, four, five-year-olds can do doodles. And we can get some information, not tons of it, but a lot of information, a fair amount of information out of doodles uh, on the envelope. It's just amazing what you can find out just the way people deal with things is how they address an envelope. And isn't there even something, if I recall, something to do with where they place the stamp and how they place the stamp? Uh, any one area you want to talk about a little bit? That would be for. Well, the stamp. You know, so many things correlate in handwriting from one area to the other. 
when we see that the stamp is placed in um, properly on the right side of the uh, envelope, it indicates the person who is uh, orderly and organized. Uh, numbers. When a person makes numbers that are clear and precise, it could indicate a person has um, a uh, knack with... Um, Probably the mechanical area or the uh, mathematical area. Uh, it kind of fits, you know, a lot of this thing, a lot of the things in handwriting analysis is almost common sense. As a teacher, I would have many teachers come up to me and bring me this writing. Look at this. What's wrong with this youngster? Well, they didn't realize they're handwriting analysts because they realized something was, the writing looked different, so there's something in it. So even people who don't believe in handwriting, they will even notice bizarre handwriting, and they're the ones who will ask you the questions. And I have found when I give lectures that sometimes the people who start out with negative questions and very anti, after a while, they just, they're your best supporters. Mm. So there's just a lot of different things. And, and like with the numerals and the envelopes, it's again how you, it's like with hand, handwriting is how we deviate from what we were taught, whether it's been Syrian or Zayner Blozer mm. or Palmer method. And it's how we're taught to, to put numbers on a piece of paper, how we're taught where to place the, address and the stamp. So any deviation from that tells us something. Well, with the numbers, when a person makes smooth, clear, precise numbers, it shows that they have a talent for dealing with money. The envelopes. If a person writes the address more to the left, uh, in handwriting to the left indicates past. Or more to the right, it indicates future. So this is a general uh, a thing that you could see when paper when a person writes a letter. If the margin, the left side of the writing is to the left, it indicates they're dealing with some past situation. Anyway, uh, I also wanted to mention that um, there's some new information out. When a child learns to print first and then learns cursive, it's harder to learn cursive. It's best to learn cursive first instead of printing. There is a certification program to teach your children cursive handwriting. The schools start early teaching the children about letters holding hands. With the children working together, there are less discipline problems and decreased bullying. It gives the children increased purpose. To find out more information about it, you can Google CampaignForCursive.com. That's a, a big growing website, CampaignForCursive.com, because with Common Core uh, education, uh, handwriting is not taught anymore. It's all keyboarding. In fact, the first set of tests that will be given this spring, uh, this coming spring, uh, it'll have to be on a keyboard. They'll have to do 15 minutes of work on a keyboard. So um, handwriting is not taught. And, of course, we go back up until about the 1930s, printing w- wasn't taught at all. It was started with cursive and then went out. Printing came back, came in in the uh, early, th- late 30s, early 40s. We're going to return in just a few moments. We've got a lot more to talk with. 
Trish Tui. You're listening to Handwriting Secrets Revealed on TalkZone.com. You're listening to Handwriting Secrets Revealed on TalkZone.com with your host, Dave Grayson. Welcome back and thank you for listening. We're here at TalkZone.com, Handwriting Secrets Revealed. We're talking with Trish Tui, talking about handwriting analysts. She told some of her uh, stories about handwriting analysis, how she helped people, how she helped herself, how she helped her family. Uh, an important thing, if you get into handwriting and really want to help other people, uh, it's good to get certified. If you're certified, then you have uh, you have credentials behind you, you have knowledge behind you, you just have so much information uh, to give to others. So it's very important to be certified, and uh, Trish does that. There's only three places that certify, and Trish is one of them, so... We'd like to talk a little bit about your certification plan and why people might want to be certified and what it entails. Thank you, Dave. Well, for a excuse me, for a while I worked with Sister June, and then at some point she decided to retire. Well, I ended up buying uh, Sister June course because she knew that I was uh, an excellent analyst. The course is called the Insight Challenge. Handwriting Analysis Course. It consists of 20 lessons. Uh, the first 10 lessons deal with uh, looking basically like a beginning course, only much more involved. And then the second 10 lessons deal with more in-depth, such as coping mechanisms, integrity traits. Um, and the course is built in such a way that as you learn handwriting, you are also learning how to write eventually an in-depth analysis. With the course also you receive um, cards that have individual character traits on them. And you will have all of that, this to save so you can uh, use as a reference. Um, after the you do the handwriting lesson, you send it in. There is homework. You send it in, and it's corrected. And what you receive back is the corrected handwriting lesson, the um, index cards for individual character traits, and also a CD talking about the particular lesson itself. It's a wonderful way to learn handwriting. You take your time. You do it when you can. You do it at home. Uh, it's just, uh, and it's easy. It's not difficult. It is time consuming, so it's important to take time to learn the material. But you always have it there too. Once you receive your homework assignment back, you've always have that as a reference. But I love it. I love it. It's been a wonderful way to help uh, myself, my family, and many other people. And the nice thing about being a uh, handwriting analysis, there's a financial reward there, along with helping people, which is most important. You know, the financial reward is there. If you go online and search handwriting analysts, you're going to find many analysts on there. Uh, most all are certified, and they collect anywhere from $75 to three, $400, depending upon the process that you want. So if you become certified, uh, then you have the credentials to 
sell yourself as a handwriting analyst, make a business out of it. Um, people do that all the time. Yes, Dave. My business is called Insight Incorporated, and my website is handwritinganalysisconsultant.com. You'll be able to see the correspondence course and the lessons and what's involved, plus other areas uh, that I do handwriting to help other people. If a person took the course, what would be the average time, about a year and a half, would you say? Yes, I would say it's about a year and a half. And that's understanding the person has a full-time job and um, they do this maybe on at night and on weekends and things. Correct. I mean, the beauty of it is you could do it when you have time. There's no pressure. And it's such an enjoyable process to learn. Even when you learn uh, the, a few lessons, you'll be able to notice many things about other people's handwriting. If I take the course and say I get stuck in some area, I just can't get the what you talked about, the cumulative thinkers, I just can't get that, can I personally contact you and talk to you about it? Absolutely. You can call me at any time. Uh, I have an email address as well. It is p-t-o-w-e-y-708 at gmail.com. So for any questions, feel free to contact me at any time. And through your course, they're duly certified then to become a handwriter, to call themselves a handwriting analyst. Yes. With taking this course, the person becomes certified as a handwriting analyst. Super. Just want to ex- add, a, a, there's a concern about the handwriting not being taught in schools. A uh, big concern about that. And... Um, what are your thoughts on that, and what do you feel is the consensus out there as far as whether handwriting should be taught or not taught, or is it a, something we don't need anymore? We have iPads, we have computers, we have iPhones. You know, maybe we don't need it anymore. Dave, I was at a handwriting conference recently. It was mentioned there is a movement to stop cursive handwriting being taught in public schools. Handwriting is brain writing. We get a signal to the brain that goes to the muscles of the arm and the hand through the nervous system. There is scientific evidence that learning cursive increases brain function. Printing, you're right, has increased because of the computer age. Latin countries teach cursive. 60% of the world values cursive writing. Mexico decided to use printing. Well, after 20 years of printing, they decided to go back to cursive. Other countries teach cursive, such as China and India. The children that do printing um, as they grow, they won't be able to read cursive. We will be limited in the United States compared to other countries because cursive is not being taught in the schools. It only takes about 15 to 20 minutes to teach students cursive in schools. An MRI shows in the brain that there is increased adult-like neural pathways when learning to write in cursive. When a student learns cursive, the student sees words as a whole. This helps decrease learning disabilities. 
As Dave Grayson mentioned, he is involved in graphal therapy techniques, which help children with learning disability. So it's very important to keep cursive in schools. Now, homeschooling, uh, it's still very prevalent. And there's a, a, it's called the New American Penmanship Course that is uh, created by an Irish Hatfield. And she uh, sells this course. So if you're not having your children learn it in school, they can you can purchase workbooks through them to learn it. Or if you have a homeschool group, uh, usually with homeschooling, it isn't just one parent with their children. Sometimes it is. But usually the seven, eight, nine parents get together and they kind of pool a lot of their resources and do a lot of things together. So there's still handwriting being taught in in homeschooling, but not, as we said earlier, not as often in um, schools. Many of the private schools do the cursive. Uh, I know the archdiocese in Chicago, Philadelphia, New York, Houston, Los Angeles, and um, Albuquerque. They're still 100% involved in printing and cursive printing at the first, at kindergarten, beginning to start printing in kindergarten. And then they transition to cursive. It can be second or third grade. And there's a lot of talk back and forth about whether printing needs to be taught at all, go right into cursive. But but I think the the printing is done mainly in kindergarten because of coordination. Uh, children often have a difficult time holding a pencil. And so to do cursive, you really need to hold it in a correct way. Printing, you can kind of attack the pencil a little bit more and still print with it, but you can't do that with uh, cursive writing. So, uh, you know, if, if, and adults too, they, this uh, new American penmanship course, uh, just look it up on the website. They have books for children and book for adults. There's still a number of adults. I work with uh, several people through the course of a year that they want to learn handwriting, but they don't want to go to these little books that are, like for first grade, second, and third grade. So this penmanship course by Iris Hatfield, she does have books for adults. And um, it's a lot easier than for adults to work out of a regular book than a children's book because it does, you know, there's a little mental association there too. Well, Dave, uh, uh, two of my girls teach homeschool. And um, I am going to order Iris Hatfield's books on cursive writing because they're young children so they can learn the right way. Very good. Well, thank you very much, Trish, for being here. We sure appreciate it. We learned a lot and and discovered a lot and found out a lot and hope you'll come back sometime in the near future. Thank you, Dave. Thank you very much. This has been Handwriting Secrets Revealed. I'm Dave Grayson, signing off.